Birdman. Be a man, Johnny. Be a man, Johnny. Be a man, Johnny. <laughs> let them. Be. Come on, tell me, be a man. Be a man, bro. Be a man, Johnny. Bro, look at them. Tell man. me, be a man. Be a man, Johnny. Johnny. Come on, man. more passion, bro. Be a man, Johnny. <laughs> bro. Assalamu alaikum to lies, John Fontaine. Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe. And also set your notifications. Please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahi rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. It's me, John Fontaine. And I'm here with a very old friend of mine, Gabriel Al-Romani. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How you doing? Alhamdulillah. It's been a long time, bro. It has, what, what four years now? Three, four years, yeah. Subhanallah. We're in the UAE yeah. where we first met, and you—you are the one who introduced me to the UAE, <laughs> to the sand dunes and the rocky mountains of uh, Fajairah, and the the lake in uh, Hatta. Yes. And uh, Subhanallah, we came for we originally came for Peace TV. Yes, Mashallah. And I ended up loving it so much, I stayed here. Yeah. You are uh, Subhanallah. I stayed with you for some time, living with you. Was great. We traveled together, lived together, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, a lot of people think that uh, Dubai is it, right? That's it. Yeah, no, I know. Burj Khalifa and uh, Dubai Mall, that's it. They don't know. Yeah. I'm always I'm always like explaining to people that it looks not just about Dubai, you know, you need to get to the East Coast, you know, see the the different uh, yeah. everything that UAE has to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, how's it going, bro? Alhamdulillah, man. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah, everything's good, man. You've been Muslim now for uh, 17 no, years. No, like 19. 19, 19 years, subhanAllah. Yeah. You don't look old enough, bro. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. You must have been like 10. <laughs> so how old did you when you came to Islam, bro? I was uh, 12, uh, 19. MashaAllah. 19, 20, yeah, pushing 20, I think, yeah, around there. MashaAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. So uh, when I first came to Islam, I was watching your videos. And you're already in the game, you know, in the Peace TV and Hudi TV. Subhanallah. you and a few of the other brothers. So yeah, I just wanted to get you on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. You I mean, know? We, this was this was due, but we just couldn't Definitely, meet, right? I mean, Subhanallah. I think you were supposed to come to Malaysia, but then yeah, but you know, you were one of the guys I wanted to get on from day one. One of my good friends, and but uh, Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's kind of, you know. I think my my podcast is kind of a bit established now, and also you, mashallah, you've been uh, producing a lot more content recently yeah. since you've been living in Malaysia, yeah. dealing with a lot of the important issues hmm. uh, which people are facing, and uh, maybe we can get into some of that as well, some of the work that you're doing, which I think is great, um, you know, much needed work, you know, we hmm. can discuss some of that, inshallah, yeah. and I know you've said it a million times, but I'd just like to know a little bit for my audience about how you found Islam before we get into what you what you're up to now. Alhamdulillah. I mean I was born in Romania. In Romania growing up they didn't like Islam. Everything was against Islam. Whatever we learned was against Islam. It's us versus them type of mentality. So it's not the best environment to you know, to learn about Islam. So I've never met a Muslim till I moved to Canada. I didn't even know that there's mosques in Romania. There's about a hundred masjid uh, in Romania. About a hundred, mm. right? And beautiful. Some are like 500 years old, right? Like Babadak, 
or in the villages. Beautiful. You feel like you're in like a different world, you know. Subhanallah. So you know, I seen I see, just sorry to cut you, but I seen some of your these past few years. You've been going back to Romania yeah. and uh, putting some effort into the dawah there. Mashallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah, so, we have a good project there, a good team mm. on the ground, and um, it's it's our responsibility. Right? You mm. know, so, so going back, we'll come back to Romania, but yeah, yeah, I want to I want to touch upon that as well. Right. So, yeah. so then I moved to Canada. That's when the first time I met Muslims, mm. and it didn't fit to what I've learned. So mm. I was very interested. I was very religious, right? As a Christian, going to church. Even though, like, my family was, eh, my grandma was quite religious, but my family was not so religious, very mixed family. But um, I had this passion for, for, you know, believing in God. So I was always with Muslim guys playing football and just talking. So I had one friend who was Bosnian, brother Kamal, and, you know, he was my, like, friend, right? So I, mean, I want to make sure, but it was basically the, the behavior the purity of faith, the Tawheed, and the Salah. The Salah is the one that caught me, you know. It was just so superior to everything that I've known. <laughs> right? <laughs> just the sujood was, it was superior. It's like, I wanted it. I was making sujood. I'm not even Muslim, man. So I'm Serious? Like, yeah, I was like, I need to do this. Like, I just felt, and but I was very, I knew the Bible, and I knew, I knew that Jesus did sujood. For mm. example, in the Garden mm. of Gethsemane, you know, he fell in his face. And many of the old prophets of the Old Testament, so I knew that. I knew scripturally I knew that. But I never connected till I saw it. Right? And I was like, I need some of that. <laughs> it's like I literally like, yeah. give me some of that. Like I need it. It's weird, like, why don't Christians do sujood? There's few uh, sects of yeah. certain Orthodox Christians that still do it. Certain Russian Orthodox, certain monks. Very I've seen few. them in Ethiopia as well. Yes, in Ethiopia yeah. as well. But majority They just left it, haven't they? See uh, sujood is the ultimate position of humility, yeah. right? Even psychologically speaking, right? This is an alsiya, right? It is the, the forelock, right? It's, it's like the, the lying, it's where the personality, lying originates there, kibr or arrogance. So Allah puts you on the, on the floor. And <laughs> I think humanity is arrogant today. They don't want to submit. Yeah. And that's why Islam is submission. Mm. You submit. Even you don't technically, if you look at us, right? Come on, we didn't agree with Islam from the beginning. But we had to submit. Yeah. And we were, you couldn't. Like, you're, you're refuted. We were just, we were literally just speaking about this in the car, right? Right. You know that, you know, many people are intellectually convinced. Yes. It makes sense, right? Yeah, you read the books, you read this, you check this. Makes sense. But they don't submit, bro. They don't submit. And it's the issue of kibbutz, right? Yeah. And it's linked to what? Everyone, I don't know if we make the connection often, but it's already given to us, right? Mm. And when Allah says, right? When your Lord said yeah. to the angels, make sujood, they all made sujood except for Iblis. He, mm. right? And you know, the Aba was takbar, he refused. Was takbar. He made. He was. He had kibber. He was arrogant. But he acknowledged. He had knowledge. Ya Rab. He knew it. He yes. made the yes. Allah. He knew it. He, knew he, knew he was. It. He was but very. He was very practicing. And that's why he was li lifted to that level of, of angels. He was one of the greatest. Mm. But there was an issue of arrogance and and jealousy. 
hmm, towards Adam because he was the one and now Allah is creating right another Subhanallah. being and it makes sense no sense right like even the angels are asking right yeah. uh, you know it's like it's good book uh, right <laughs> even angels ask <laughs> right it's but land, the, right? the other ones are not though yeah. after that <laughs> but uh, so Allah says inni alam wa ta'lam I know what you don't know, right? So when Allah created, but but Shaitan was was arrogant and he was he was uh, he was jealous. Yeah. But Adam may sujood. I mean, the angels may sujood to Adam. Imagine no worship. Yeah. It's to show that he is superior, right? Subhanallah. So when I saw that, bro, I like I can't. I would make it. I'll just I would you know I would I would go in school. Under the staircase and make sujood, like Allah I would start Allah. making my own prayers because I was like, I felt like, man, the Muslims are praying five times a day. What am I doing? I'm making sujood, you know. I removed all the pictures from my room because I had icons, you know, before. Like I was very like, oh, you know, took from like the the monasteries and all that. My mom's like, what are you doing? Where's your? Was yours Orthodox Christianity? Was it so my family was like, some are Orthodox, some are Catholic, yeah. and some of them were Unitarian. Like my grandfather's Unitarian. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I, I got baptized in all three churches, funny enough. Wow. And my brother. Just to just make sure just you're to covered. Make yeah. sure everyone's covered, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's I mean, it was, a, it was a heavy day that day, you know? It was like, you know? But, uh, but uh, yeah, it was. And, you know, I'm sure like some Christians are like, oh, he was not a real Christian, you know? He was not a real yeah. Christian. Oh, he's this. Yeah. Forget about it, you know? It's like what you thought and what you believed. And, but. Um, so I removed all the things, you know, start making sujood, start fasting, I'll fast only half day, you know, make my own ways. And then I realized, I was like, you're playing. Mm. You're just playing. But I was reading the Quran as I'm doing this, you know. And every day I was reading more and more. And it was just refuting me. It was refuting me. Every thought that was coming, every objection, it was just refuting, refuting. To the point where I, I had to submit, you know, I mean, down the line. But I had to submit. There's just no, there's no way around. It's either, and I think, I believe, I believe that every person is faced with this once in their life. They have this, what you're going to do, you know? Like, where are you going to go? I call it the, the sinking ship moment. Yeah. Everyone hits that sinking ship yeah. and call out. They got to make that decision. And if you, if you get that chance twice, then you're blessed. But most people get it once. Where you're like, something happened, and you have that thought in your mind, you're like, okay, I need to make a decision. Yeah. And few people say, you know what, I need Stand. to get close to God. And most people say, oh, no. You know? And that's SubhanAllah, even this moment, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about this. When Ibrahim salam is questioning his people, right, about mm. what happened. And Allah says that they, in their mind, they realize that the ridiculous theology that they have. But then they shake their heads and they say, you know, burn it. Right? It's, it's, it's a specific yeah. description of this ayah goes in, it goes into their psychology. There's a internal dialogue for mm -hmm. a split second there where Ibrahim is making sense. Because he says, like, ask them, right? If they can talk to you. I didn't do it. It's the big one with the axe. And they realize the stupidity of their theology or what they believe in but then they shake their heads like no no they have no response yeah but burn him throw him in the fire i think everyone's faced with that 
least once in their life or once in their life and people don't submit you know, they just continue shake their heads whatever maybe they lost uh, a loved one maybe um, lost a job I don't know something you know Allah yeah. Allah will 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 submit you he will humble you if you because see Islam is willing submission isn't it but Allah will bring you to your knees a few times in your life just to yeah. give you that chance yeah and then but most people don't they don't want to complete the sujood yeah. They just stand up and walk away. Subhanallah. So that kind what, of what, what was your me. what was your moment? I remember my moment clearly, <clears throat> like yesterday. My moment was a, it was a dream. It was a dream that I had. You know, I mean, I know it's kind of subjective, but it was a dream that was I was dying. You know, I was in a party. I mean, that's kind of like what my life was about. You know, and I was I was running away. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to convert to Islam, bro. I really yeah. didn't want to. I really had it all, bro, as a 17, 18 year old, you know, I had a convertible car. I was, you know, like quite famous in the football uh, community there, you know, I was being scouted for university for football. I mean, I really had a good job. See, the perception many non-Muslims have of converts, like us, they think that we were just like, um, you know, people with no friends, not very popular, you know, not really going anywhere in life. Yeah, so you just yeah. found kind of some acceptance with the Muslims. <sighs> I was the same. I, I wasn't like that. I, I was a jazz singer. I was, I was enjoying life. You're I was man, happy man. being, you yeah. know, uh, in that life. I mean, you know, you know we, I, had to, I, we had to sacrifice. I remember when I, when I left my girlfriend. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. She she had, she she owned an island, bro. Whoa, I, I'll get picked up in a hammer. I'm not even kidding. You. And my Muslim friends are like, "You idiot! Are you kidding me?" Like they're like they they. One guy pulled me on the side, bro, at a party. He's like, "What are you doing, bro? Like, are you joking? Why would you leave her? You know." I understand you want this time, you convert to Islam, you convert to Islam, but why would you like come on man? Just do it, just whatever. People would dream, you know, to be with her. Yeah. I was like, no, I, you know, this I couldn't, bro. I couldn't. But the dream was so vivid, mm. you know, that someone stabbed me. A girl stabbed me. And I walked outside, it was dark, and then in the in the sky there was a, a light, and then my soul just lifted, you know. I woke up, I was crying, I was sweaty. I never had this thing in my life. It never happened. It was, I was shaking. I thought something happened. I went and checked on my family. My mom is okay, my brother. I was like, you know, and I bro, I say, I'll cry. I cried for like an hour and I couldn't explain. Like, I couldn't control my body. You know what I mean? It was so powerful. And I said, what if I do die tomorrow? Why am I running away? You know? And Allah says in the Quran, where are you, where are you running? This is just a reminder for all the world. Yeah. I was, bro, it was like the most powerful. I know people say, oh, it's just a dream. Oh, mm -hmm. Christians be like, from the devil. Oh, you don't understand. When you're there, I, it wasn't just a dream. I was reading the Quran at the time. Yeah. I was intellectually convinced, bro. Right? But the submission Allah was sends not the there. dream. You know, as we know, dreams are part of, you know, prophethood is is it's the way Allah sometimes yeah. communicates yeah. with humans. This is the hadith of the Prophet yes. And that's what kind of made it. You know, I was like, that's it. What am I doing? You know, like you're talking to yourself. You're like, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, you're sitting in bed and now you're not 
yeah, you're, you look fulfilled, you have all these things, but you're not really satisfied. You know, like, come on, bro, by the age of like 18, 19, like, we've done it all, bro. Like you know, see, this is what people don't realize. They don't right? understand. <laughs> you know, like, I was bored already, bro. I know. This is the thing, bro. Like, people don't realize. Like, I was 23 when I accepted Islam. I've done everything, bro. bro I was bored. <laughs> it's done. It's like... You, you know what you, I told my girlfriend? I want to marry her, yeah. bro. I want to marry her before even I became Muslim. Yeah. I proposed to her. I was tired of the clubs. I was tired of the, yeah. you know... Sorry, I mean, strip clubs. I was tired of all these things. I, I mean, I had the fake ID since I was 15, bro. You know? Like, yeah. I was bored. I was done. Like, yeah. I just, I was like, God, there was no, because in the end, there was just no fulfillment. The, our heart was empty. And I was sitting there staring at the, you know, the ceiling at night, and you're like, you know, you're praying and stuff like that. I was always praying. Mm. And you're just like, you always pray to one God? Okay, so I prayed the way my grandma taught me how to pray. She was very church-going, and I would pray the Christian way. But then there was a paradigm shift where I, I, did, I couldn't, you know, it was literally, I remember very well, we're going for, uh, we're playing a semi-final football match, and my friend and I are driving. We're always talking about religion. Like, that was like... Mm -hmm. Sorry, and religion and girls, it was like always the, you know, the two subjects in the yeah. car. Like we never had a silent moment. And he just, it was an argument. So he just asked me, like, what do you mean, Jesus is the son of God? Like, really the son? And I mean, theologically, I know the creed. We never but, thought of but it. But I before. never thought about it that way. Even mm -hmm. though, yeah, I could say something. I could have a response, mm -hmm. but there was something different about that day. And my mind worked differently. He was like, explain to me, what do you mean? Like the sun? If he's mm -hmm. not the sun, then why you say the sun? Yeah. And I was like, I think that's when I was like, I and realized. your grandfather was a, a Unitarian Christian. My grandfather was Unitarian, yeah. yeah. And he wasn't crossing himself. And my grandma was always upset. Always fighting with him, arguing. Because he would try to talk to me sometimes, you know? And, you know, would go by his church. And I was like, why is your church? This is my church. You were baptized here. I was like, why does your church have no cross? So you start talking. Like, I was like, don't talk to him. He's going to be a priest. Don't talk to him. Like, that's what I go say. He's going to be a priest. Because I would go, like, at the altar and, like, do the Trinity sign, you know, <laughs> and all that. And the priest would, like, like me and all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, uh, you know, it was, she was really, really happy, you know. Mm. But, and it, you know, it made sense because I never really felt it. Mm. crossing myself I never felt it indeed I was only praying towards God yeah. but I was just doing the things yeah. that everyone else was doing because when I stopped and I was like wait a second no no you know just no so I just prayed to one God asked for guidance and it was such a tough time because like first university just so many things happening you know pre-med studying so so tough you know and um, but you just I couldn't escape it man it was, mm. it was just too strong I left everything I literally left everything and mm. you know like I was made fun of because mm. bro you're coming from like all-star soccer player football okay to like like what's wrong with this guy 
He's gone. He's, yeah. Paul and he said he's coming from a Catholic high school. And all of a sudden, he's you know. And this was in 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 the uh, university. Well, what you school? You yeah. Called, in Canada. He's, what's wrong with him? You know. Yeah. Well, he's driving 350 ZX. Uh, you know, T tops convertible, and now he's like, he's walking. You know, what's what's he doing? Like, what happens to this guy? Mm. You know? uh, from clubs to like masjid. You know, going you know from like clean yeah. shaven whatever to like you know growing fluffy beard you know <laughs> it's like you know, little patches of corn <laughs> i've seen i've seen the pictures mashallah yeah, yeah you know, like accepted islam and uh, so since accepting islam you know you you began your journey studying islam hmm. and um mashallah from 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 a young age you from from literally from the first since year. you've been uh, Muslim, you, you're studying and also giving dawah. Yeah, you got into the field of dawah, and a lot of people don't actually know. I mean, m I think more people are familiar with you now, um, more so with the recent YouTube uh, COVID era. Right. You know, oh, yeah. they, there's like a new a new era <laughs> of people who got kind of well known through through the COVID and the right. pandemic, being at home watching YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But you know, your dawah has been subhanallah going on for 20 years, almost, yeah. almost 20 years, yeah. you know, I mean, even before the likes of Peace TV, Huda TV, you know, I want to bring it back to Let the Tables Turn. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. SubhanAllah, the, the website, yeah. Let, yeah, the yeah. Let the Tables Turn. Let right? me turn the tables. Let me turn the tables. And there's another website. Ikra. Ikra. Yeah. Um, which is IQ. Islamic I C R A. Yeah. Um, because these two websites, which you and Brother Wakas, Wakar, yeah. Wakar, yeah, yeah, sorry, um, you know, I remember these two websites. You know, and you, you probably forgot about them yourself, no, but no, apparently, no, this, you know, you, you guys were dealing with with doubts, along with. I don't think you work. You may not personally work with him, but also in that same era. Uh, Basim Zawadi. Basim Zawadi. He, yeah. he had his um, Semi one one monotheism something. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Call to monotheism. Call to monotheism. You know, and this is the era of um, where people would debate Christians through academic papers yes. or, or writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't videos. It was yes. writing. It was researching a topic yeah. properly, mm -hmm. going to a sheikh, mm -hmm. going to a couple of sheikhs, doing some research, and actually properly addressing, addressing yeah. these doubts. Exactly. And a lot of the, the stuff that is being kind of covered in this day and age in videos, actually people are taking from these old from old uh, old yeah. writings, you mm. know, which where the, these subjects have been covered yeah. previously, you mm. know, literally 20 years ago. Yes. So I want to thank you for that as well, because these are great websites, um, you know, literally just covering the doubts that people had, especially a lot of the Christian missionaries. Yeah. More so, it was, I was, you also dealt with atheist uh, yeah. doubts and things like that, yeah. but a lot of it was Christian-focused and, and kind of Quran-focused yes. as well. Mm -hmm. um, when people, I mean, this whole Quran thing recently, this was dealt with 20, <laughs> literally 20 years oh, ago, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. tell us, how did you get into uh, actual, you know, working on the, answering these questions online? Well, subhanAllah, when I became Muslim, I mean, it's funny because I was in university, and the the MSA there, the Muslim Student Association, right? Like, oh, you know, you're a convert, right? You must know all these things. You you research it, right? I was like, well, whatever I can. Okay, no problem. Uh, you come and work on the Dawa committee. So I was assigned the Dawa committee, right? Yeah. And 
subhanallah, and I think this happens to a lot of converts. I think Allah has protected me, but I think a lot of people get given a pedestal too fast. Mm. And definitely I was given one too fast. But I think Allah helped me and blessed me because as soon as I got in, there was a couple of sheikhs there who were from Egypt who had, uh, you know, traditional training. And, you know, one pulled me and was like, okay, you're going to come to my halaqa. You know, you're going to start. So, you know, it went like that. He just pulled <coughs> me in and said, look, you can't talk without knowledge, right? But you, you need to talk. He's like, you know, you're, you know, we need you. I was like, okay. So, like, we were regular, you know, weekly, two times a week, proper, you know, three, four hours of studies of seerah, Quran, aqidah, tafsir, hadith, you know. So we went through all, like a proper curriculum. And it was a big blessing. Because I didn't know anything, bro, other than what I researched to accept Islam. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I knew the, the theology of the Quran, what I read from the Quran. But I didn't know, like, you know, sirah, nothing, right? So we went through the sealed nectar, we went through Riyadh al-Salihin, we went through books of Aqidah, Tazkiyah, uh, and all that. And it was like, it was a blessing. And at the same time, going to the masjid again, you know, people see you, oh, you know, you're doing da'wah. Okay, come. How about you do a khutbah? You know? So I would always go back to, you know, Sheikh Ahmed and I would say, okay, can I do it? Yes, do it. Let me teach you what is the fard and this and that. So I was learning by necessity. Because they were saying like, okay, you need to, to do it because we don't have anyone else. Most people don't want to do it. Plus, they're saying, because this is Canada, there was this mentality. Yeah. And you are from them, and you're white. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> you do it. Right? Because people are not going to be, you know, it's going to yeah, be yeah. like more attractive. I was like, yeah. okay. You know. Yeah. I just, so I was doing khutbahs, bro, in the first year of Islam. I was giving khutbahs in university. Yeah. You know, and then they, even at the masjid. And, you know, but alhamdulillah, I had someone to check me. I was making mistakes in Quran. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, like the Sheikh, I remember Sheikh Mustafa was like, you know, like being so strict, you know, he's like in front of everyone, you know, in the morning, halaq yeah. of the Quran. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, look, he's like, you go to, he sent me to like Sunday school with the little Somali kids, you know, yeah. and they're making fun of me. Like, ah, you don't read Quran. He's like, are you Somali? I'm like, do I look Somali? <laughs> it was hilarious, you know, I was like, yeah. I really had to like be humiliated, bro. Yeah. You know, to like learn. And then I started working with, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. I was going for uh, pre medical. <coughs> and then I got pulled into social work, like the masjid, again, probably in the first, second year, pulled me in to work as a social worker and to deal with the social community issues mm. for the whole of the city and to run the new Muslim group. And that's where myself, them, because there's so much in that community. It's a very small community, bordering Detroit. A lot passes through it. There's a lot of groups. Mm. Shia, Qadianis, Christians, missionaries, this, the everything. Mm. And as you said, there's a lot of debate. Mm. And, you know, the internet was becoming more and more popular. YouTube was coming yeah. up. People becoming more exposed to these doubts as well. Yes. Because of the internet. And, and yeah. that's what happened, bro. I had yeah. doubts. Mm. I didn't know. You know, I, like mm. I remember, bro, it was very deep. Mm. And then other new Muslims, I see them having the same issue. So I say, you know what, no, forget it. Like, come on, I got I to gotta do something. 
I remember, I think it was like, I think my Sheikh told me about, if I remember correctly, it was Ibn Hazm, Rahimullah, right? When he wanted to seek knowledge, mm. like he went in the masjid, prayed Mr. Rahman, and some came like, oh, this is wrong. And then he came the next day and prayed different. He's like, no, oh, this is wrong. He's like, no, you know what? I'm going to go and know and find out what's mm. the correct sunnah way. And that's how he, you know, he got into yeah. knowledge. I had doubts, man. Like people had doubts around me. And it was like people were working, like people were dropping pamphlets against Islam at the mosque, you know, kinds of weird things. And mm. uh, it, was, it was really, really, the churches were making, uh, and it was right after 9 11. Right after 9 11, yeah. I was just, wanted, I was just thinking about it. Yeah. Churches were making like yeah. speeches against Islam and inviting Muslims. And, you know, it was mm. like this apostate guy uh, who mm. was coming. There's still a picture of me in the newspaper. Like I'm standing, like, fa like it's a like face off, you know, and someone took a picture and put mm. it in the newspaper, you yeah? know? Uh, and uh, yeah, he was like uh, talking, you know, giving these speeches at the churches. Well, people were in doubt. Mm. So I was like, that's it, you know. So I started doing uh, videos and writing and then hooked up with this brother from Pakistan. And then we organized it. We said, how about we do it like academically, you know, with citations. With And at that time, it was mostly books, you know, there's not so much. But there was a Maktab Shamila was around. It was as a program. It's basically like a research, but it's in Arabic, right? So we were using that. So that's how we, you know, we got into the articles. But it was literally like to answer my own doubts, man. Mm. And maybe some of the Muslims, new Muslims who were around. Oh. And I've seen a lot of new Muslims leaving Islam, even some of my very close friends. Mm. And that was very painful. Yeah. Because I remember having doubts. And for me, it was like, there's no way Islam is not right. Yeah. I can't. There's no way I can go back. It's impossible. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, I can't, I need to find these answers, mm. you know, and lo and behold, so, it's not about even finding answers, it's about how the argument was constructed, yeah. that you need to destruct, you know, or yeah. deconstruct. But it's very difficult when you're having so many other issues, yeah. social problems, there's so, many, there's so many reasons why you should go back. The community yeah. doesn't want you, right? You have so many um, attractions towards yeah. the old lifestyle. You've just recently... You know, convert it. Yeah. It's very difficult, man. Yeah. People don't Jazakallah understand. Khair, you know, the, the, the work, it, it really did have a good effect. I mean, I remember utilizing these websites a lot. You know, this is before people could had access to video cameras. Unless you was a TV company, you yeah. couldn't afford a video camera. You know, on editing equipment. Hmm. You know, so literally, you know, that's all we had access to. You know, reading these articles. So, yeah, just especially in the English language. Yeah. You know, it was much needed. So, I mean, over the years, you know, the Yudawa has kind of, you've been through many different stages. Mm. You, you lived in the Middle East mm. uh, for many years. Yeah. Um, you've lived in various Muslim countries. You've mm. traveled the Muslim world. You know, um, you're very well traveled, mashallah, you have a family. Um, and, um, you know, alhamdulillah, you, you, you've done a lot of work on some of these Islamic TV channels like Huda TV, Peace TV. That's where we, we originally yeah, yeah. met. And more recently, you know, your, your dawah um, with the COVID era, as I mentioned, you know, people have been going to YouTube and, 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 and really there's a lot more need for content. No. Um, a lot of the content isn't needed, yeah. but, but there is a lot more need for good quality content. And the kind of area you've kind of focused on more recently is more about the, the, the new modern doubts, you know, not not the ones you were covering 20 years yeah, ago, but, yeah. but the ones which is it's a whole set of new doubts. It's a now. new, it's a new era. You know, yes. your feminism, 
you know, you got all the LGBTQ yeah. stuff, atheism, yes. and, and you're also counseling as well. So yeah. well, to speak a bit about, about the work you're doing now. Okay, so this happened, I mean, very organic because, as I said, I wanted to be a doctor. I got pulled into education, um, then moved into psychology. So I've done a degree in biology, psychology, neuroscience, and cognition, um, how the brain works, and so on. They got into education. I started teaching, and that's how I moved to the Middle East, started teaching. And when I was teaching in Canada, for very, I, was teaching, I taught in an Islamic school, and I taught as a practicum in non-Muslim schools. And one thing I noticed that same issues. You're not safe because you're in Islamic school. Mm. And my students, because I was, you know, more of a chill, right, teacher, and always kind of like speaking their language and whatnot, so they would come to me with issues. Mm. So I started seeing patterns. Right, I started seeing patterns. I said, okay, I would talk to them, I would answer whatever I could, right, so there's issues related to doubts about Islam, dating, intimacy, all kinds of stuff, right? And you're talking about here like my students were like grade seven, grade eight, grade nine, right? Mm -hmm. Then I moved to the Middle East. Same problems. I noticed, right? I said, okay. So I, I, I started teaching. I would get close to my students. Again, we'd play football together. They would come to me with issues. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of the same problems, right? I noticed, man, what's going on? And see, a lot of people don't they might not understand to what extent these com how common these problems are. Mm. They think, oh, no, no, it's just like in the movies or it's just like isolated. It's very common, man. You start yeah. seeing patterns and you start just naturally s s analyzing statistics. Okay, how many people have talked about it? What are the topics that they're talking about? Yeah. Right? And as you said, as you just mentioned, right? And... Then I said, okay, uh, I couldn't do too much as a teacher, even though I think there was a good impact. But then I saw that the problem is that at the ground level, curriculum, systems, they're pushing this stuff through it slowly. And again, it was very subtle, bro. Mm. It was, I remember when I went to the main office, the main people, and I challenged them, you know, and it was very subtle, you know, the way they're doing it, the way they're changing the curriculum. And Indeed, if you look over the 10 years that I spent uh, in the education system at that time, the changes were huge, but not people could not see them yet, mm. right? It was very subtle. So um, a lot of the things that I talk about today, it's, it, they're products of those mm. issues. And when I became, a, uh, when I, I had the chance quite early, um, I became a school principal, like very young. I was like 30. One, thirty-two, mm -hmm. you know, very young. And then I became superintendent. So I had four schools, two girls' schools, two boys' schools. And imagine, bro, what was coming on my desk. All the problems. Now mm -hmm. is multiplied. Parents are coming to me to come to who they want to talk to. They want to talk to the superintendent. The, the cases, and I was like, bro, like, come on, you know. So over like all these years, you start building, mm -hmm. seeing patterns, seeing issues. You know, and, and you're talking here about Muslim countries. Understand mm. that. We're not talking about Canada, the UK, or USA. Yeah, we know. Mm. We're talking about Muslim countries. And you're like, man, what's going on? Right? So then, I, I, alhamdulillah, I was able to move to Malaysia, Southeast Asia, far, more supposedly, you know, different culture. Same issues. 
Same issues. Even worse, you know. I mean, I don't want to, you know, people don't like it, you know, because it's sometimes yeah. shocking. So I said, okay, the impact that I had, I think it was, it was okay, but I had to start telling people. People were not comfortable. So I start producing these videos, right? I was counseling already from the beginning, mm. but I never put it online because I don't, and you're talking about like, from university time, you know, I could tell you how many cases of zina and all because you know you do the khutbah and some after khutbah, come, brother, I need to talk to you. What you said really affected me. Can I share something with you? You know, I have this girlfriend. You know, we've been together for all these years. You know, I feel very bad because I'm doing haram with her. Help me, or brother, I, you know, have this uh, homosexual feelings. Please help me, or brother, I'm addicted to drugs. Please help me. You know, your khutbah was inspiring, bro. It was like, I was counseling from there. Counseling, mm. counseling. As a teacher, counseling. As a school principal, counseling. And then I was like, okay, the reach was okay. But I said, okay, I think now it's time to slowly release to the world, at least to build awareness that these things are out there. Yeah. At least to let people know that we need more counselors, mm. more imams to understand the realities, you know. It's not just, uh, you can't solve everything to just telling people, okay, you know, fear Allah more. Of course, that's the first thing. Yeah. But <clears throat> people think automatically when you're going to tell someone fear Allah, that they will fear Allah and everything is fine. Or when you tell someone, make dua or go read more Quran, that they will do it. They, don't, they will not do it. Yeah. You really need to go deep with them to help them, support them. There's got to be a system. So these videos start coming about, you know. And when I, when I did them, then people started messaging more. I had this problem. Can you keep my name, uh, you know, uh, uh, anonymous? You know, mm -hmm. this is my problem. So, and then when I would release a video, other people, oh, I have the same problem, the same problem, the same problem, the same problem. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have people who are not comfortable with it, but uh, that's where the these topics came. They were not just out of thin air. It was literally a product of like 15 years mm -hmm. of counseling of social work in Canada, uh, education, counseling, uh, principal, superintendent, dealing with parents in the Muslim countries, right? People trying to commit suicide, trying to cut their veins. Uh, man, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Mm. So that's where, you know, it's not like, let me think what I can talk yeah. about, you know? It's like yeah. everything has a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know you've been dealing with this for a long time. I've known you maybe five—I don't know how many years now—but you know, you, you've always been telling me about these these uh, situations and and things that you've been involved in. And, and people sometimes just think that you just kind of created a YouTube channel and it's just something to talk about. But you know, you like you said, there's a lot that you've learned over the years. You know, 15 years of working in the education system with Muslim children. And their parents, yeah. and um, that's that's where this has come from. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's it's been very beneficial. Um, but as I said, it, you've had, you've had mixed reactions, right? Some people sometimes it's hard to hear the, the issues that the Muslim Omar are facing. Yeah, um, and sometimes uh, people take it the wrong way. They you know, do. What, what type of reception? Of course. Mean? Look. Uh, you know, everyone has mistakes, bro. You know, I get 
hot sometimes, man. I get upset. Mm. I react. Mm. I might not choose my words properly. You know, of course, mm. I admit that. You know, people will interpret sometimes things mm. the wrong way. I mean, some people say just your demeanor, your body language is what really mm. pushes us. You know what I mean? Because mm. I do get passionate about it. But they also have to understand that, like, when you deal with these situations, it hurts, man. Mm. You know, it you know, hurts. You know, the thing is, right, um, if people don't know you, yeah. they can only go off what they see on exactly. YouTube. Exactly. I, I know. I you know, I've lived with you in your house, with your family. Yeah. You know, I've traveled with you. I know, I know who you are. Yeah. We, we, we spent so much time together. I know how people can sometimes interpret, misinterpret yeah. the way you come across. But I know that it's through the passion and love that you have and the concern that you have for the Ummah. Wallahi, I know. May Allah, yani, and uh, like there's that. been a few issues where Not I the, thought, look, of course, you know, like I've been advised, you know, and I've phoned you and said, bro, what are you yeah. doing? You know, like, you know, <laughs> the Mufti Meg thing. You yeah, know. yeah. I, I was on the phone, like, what are you doing, bro? Shut look, up. You know? Look, look, look. But, but, you know, the thing is, right, it's just out of genuine concern. Yeah. And, and the thing is, a lot of people don't know, like you say, the backstory, you know, when you've got pressure where people are trying to commit suicide. People are, okay. you know. Yeah, you're right. I understand. I've been advised, yeah. bro. Okay, let's let's just talk a little bit about the Mufti man thing. You know, <laughs> when 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 I yeah. kind of went a bit angry on that video, you know, yeah. there was something happening at that time. Yeah. Like you, I was really, I was literally dealing with cases like wives yeah. beating their husbands, bro. Oh, oh. Right, men being like mice. Oh, yeah, oh. Uh, being uh, uh, psychologically abused. Mm. I know people will say right now, yeah, but men do it. Yeah. You know, you look, you guys, you, have to, you don't fix a problem with another problem, yeah. right? What was killing me is that there was, there was this trend mm. of, you know, men becoming very weak, dominated yeah. by their wives in a very negative way, yeah. right? And boys, boys, young boys becoming very feminine, like doing their nails, okay, mm. doing their eyes, using makeup mm. okay uh being very you know like very feminine type of stuff mm. even including in the way they dress what they would wear the accessories mm. and all that and i was like it was very very hard man because mm. i was dealing with my own boys in my school you know mm. like and, you know and i got so, i got backlash just for mentioning the word school you know, parents would watch the video. I get like warning letters from the board yeah. of governors. It's not appropriate. I'm like, what's not appropriate? You guys are coming to me with these problems. And then if I'm, no, but you, you shouldn't mention it. I'm not naming the yeah. student or this family, I'm, but it's a problem. Yeah. And the hush, hush, it's like, okay, Allah SWT talks about zina in the Quran, about this, about khamar, yeah. you know? Okay, I understand. I need to, be careful with my words. Yeah. I need to choose the right words. Maybe I need to, yeah. you know, relax. No, no. The thing with the Muslim man thing, it was it was difficult for me because I know both of you. you yeah, know, I know. and I love both of you for the sake of Allah, you know. And I know his love and passion and concern for Allah. I know your no love doubt. and passion, you know. And and, um, and as I said, I mean, I I knew I knew it's just pure concern and passion and love for the Ummah, you know. But as I said, you know, someone from the outside looking in, yeah, they don't I, understand. I, I mean, I you know, it. I mean, the way the world is, as, as a school principal, is magnified in your eyes because, you, you know, you're dealing with thousands of kids, 
you know, with these doubts, you know, it, it, I can't imagine being in your position at that time. You know? So, and, you know, the way I was looking at it, bro, was like, okay, like, come on, we need a bit. You're, you're an influencer. You got so many followers, right? And you need a bit more strength. Let's let's give. Okay, the women are getting a lot, a lot of cute things, right? Just give a little push to the men, bro. You know, because the men are. People got it wrong. They thought like I'm saying this is haram. Like we kept being about knitting, haram or not haram. Yeah, Who yeah. said it's haram? No one has said anything about that. It was, yeah. and I understand the way I came again. I got some yeah, advice. Yeah. You know, McCarthy also did a good video. I think he had a very nice approach on, uh, you know, looking at it. And some other brothers. You know, I think it is also. I I spoke to Sheikh McCarthy about this because I think there's a big cultural thing about this. It is, of course, no because doubt. you know in the UK. Yeah, we discussed this. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's totally not seen as feminine. Mm. The army, you know. Yeah, you know, I see. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's a definitely a cultural thing to do with that as well. Yeah. But, um, but alhamdulillah, you know, people. The main thing people should do as Muslims, anything you're watching online is you shouldn't jump to give your own interpretation of what you think the speaker is doing. Right. You know, all, we should always think the best of the speaker, right? You know, the, you know you, all these years in Dawa, you know, you've been, you've been in a full-time job as a principal and doing your Dawa on the side, you know, giving all this time back to, to the Muslims. People should appreciate the time and effort that's gone into it, and they should think good of the of the people who are yeah. trying to help. It was it know. was a big backlash, but yeah. it was a blessing. It was a big blessing. I think a lot of people also, you know, open up their eyes, yeah. and you know. So I, I'm very, um, I can't say I'm like happy or something, but it, it was a blessing. I mean, yeah. it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I got a lot of heat. I still till today I get it, <laughs> but it's okay because yeah. a lot of people realized after some time. Gave it a bit of time. I'm not poppy, like I'm not at that level, right? Even though my channel's been around, I never care about marketing and all yeah. that. I was just doing whatever. Some people are very good at this, of course. They yeah. get Allah gives to whom He wills. You know, it's not yeah. the point. But uh, it's these are real issues. I'm passionate about them. Um, I've, yeah, I, I think I, I was. Some brothers advise me do this. You advise me. I've taken advice yeah. from people that I trust. Yeah. You know, I wanted to speak about this. Yeah. Um, you know, moving on from this, actually having good brothers um, who have knowledge and wisdom, and and who know you very well, not just you. I'm talking about generally yeah, yeah. as Muslim men. Yeah. You know, we need yeah. good people who we can seek counsel from. No doubt. You know, and and advice. I mean, me and you, all the years we've known each other. Yeah. You know, we have ups and downs. Family, children, yeah, yeah. wives, this or whatever. Um, jobs, whatever it is, work issues, money issues. For sure. We go out, climb a mountain, talk. you know, we talk about it, you know, have some food, talk about it, go and do some swimming, you know, yeah. do something manly. Be a man, Johnny, be, be a man, man. you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the old Godfather film, you know. And and you, you counsel each other through it. Yeah. You know, uh, I've advised you, you've advised me, we've helped yeah. each other. And how, how important is it that, that as a Muslim man, you know, you need to find people who you can actually speak to people you trust people are not going to share your secrets people yeah. are not going to you know backbite and 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 you know people who are going to seriously try and advise and help you yeah i think yeah. we're in a crisis bro we're in an all-time crisis for men specifically mm. because we don't have those avenues women have it mashallah you know it's more in their fitra 
to go and complain and talk to someone. And don't get upset, you know, sisters, but that's it. Is what it is. You know, you, call, you pick up, you call your sister or your mother yeah. or a sister that you're very close to, mm. and you share and compare and, you know, you, you talk, you complain. Guys are in their fitra, we're not like that. Yeah. We don't jump to complaining mm. right away, right? Even, is, even more so in some Islamic cultures. Yes. Certain, yes. Is, they definitely wouldn't speak yeah. about it. So it's, it's, there's pros and cons there. Like, I mean, good that we don't want to be nagging, you know, always mm. complain, right? But at the same time, there has to be an avenue. The times have changed. Mm. Mental health issues, we have, we're, you know, in a crisis. Like, there, I was looking at some statistics, like 50% of humanity is in a crisis after COVID during this lockdown. Or 50 half, you know, mental mm. health issues. Mm. Because your environment affects you. Lockdown affects you. It's a, it's a, it's a loss of your freedom. Yeah. Social distancing. You can't be with your loved ones. These are things that we don't think about them when we have them. When you lose them, you start realizing. And obviously, a lot of people not having spirituality and connection to God Allah, they lost the connection to the things that they used to mm. like, like going to a club and being with your mates mm. and drinking and going out somewhere, going to a football match, you know, mm. right? People didn't do that, right? Those are just like, yeah, they're superficial, but people need more and more and more. So they do it a lot, mm. right? You see how the non-Muslims live, right? Yeah. So the Muslims were holding because we have salah, okay, we pray in the house, Ramadan was still, but even the Muslims were suffering. Mm. Like in my, yeah, like during this era, the COVID era, like the counseling was just, you know, people are coming, and especially with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Those are the main, mm. you know, things. Not to mention couple issues because now Spending it's unnatural to, to spend yeah. together so much time, bro, yeah. you know? Women always say to men, I want to, I want to spend more time with you, right? And then like, when you do, you start realizing it's not natural. Yeah. It's not good. You need to miss each other. So we need men. We need avenues. And alhamdulillah, we have, I'm not saying we have imams. People do go to the imams. Mm. But not every imam has the wisdom and the hikmah of nasiha. You know, and the Prophet said, Adinu nasiha. This deen is counseling. Yeah. Right? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. Very simple. Very short hadith, but very, very beautiful. Mm. And... Sometimes you go to the imam, like people don't be upset. It's reality. There's a difference between how it should be and what it is. It should be in Islam, perfect, yes, ideal, super. But what's al-waqi, what's the reality? Let's be honest. A lot of people don't want to approach imams. Why? Again, we're not putting imams down. There's some great imams out yeah. there or counselors. But these are the ones that everyone go to because they're really great. Yeah. These are the ones that you know because they're out there working for the ummah. But they get overwhelmed. They can't do it for everyone. Mm. So, but, but the rest of them, they don't, that's why people don't go to them because they don't have the skill. They might have the knowledge, but you have to understand the application mm. is a different story. Yeah. You can have amazing fiqh and amazing qira'ah uh, in reading Quran and leading salah, but you might not be able to deal with a young man who's got doubts. Yeah. Or has problems, right? As the like the, the process him with. So, how do you do? You feel comfortable to approach people, so you're not gonna approach people. 
you're just harboring those feelings in you. It's leading to more and more frustration, more depression, problems. How do you, do you go to, who do you go? Are your friends? Mm. Then you're like, oh man, they're going to think bad about me. Like, can I really talk to a friend mm. about my problems? They're going to think that I'm, come on, okay, let's use this. Mm. A, a guy has uh, SSA, same sex attraction feelings. Can you go to his friends and be like, oh yeah, by the way, mm. <laughs> have same sex attraction? Oh, no. Who? Can you go to the Imam? Who do they go to? They go to a non-Muslim counselor who says, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But my religion, yeah, your religion's wrong. Oh, I never thought about that. Okay. So, so this cognitive dissonance, this, this thing that causes anxiety is because you think it's wrong. Yeah. It's, it's not it, the thing itself. It's you thinking, you've been conditioned your whole life to say it's haram, haram, haram. Mm. So you just have to let that go and be yourself. Guys, oh, yeah. Let's raise the pride flag, right? Oh, it happens a lot. Mm. Right? You need like so. So who do you go to? Who do you talk to? Do you yeah. trust? Will people really not judge you, or take your information? Like, well, don't tell anyone, but let me tell you a secret. But don't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. Oh, you know John? John is you know. Oh, you know Gabriel? Gabriel told me this, bro. Can you believe that's the die man? Bro, it happens, man. It happens a lot. So then. Things get out, and you're like, man, I'm never going to tell anyone anything again. Forget it. Mm. So who do you go to? How do you talk to someone to advise you, to help you, to give you a, just an encouragement? Just talking to someone is like, bro, that felt good, man. I just ready to let that yeah. out, you know? Yeah. Right? Without that, oh, you're a sissy, you're this, you're that, you mm. know? So, bro, let me give you some advice, right? Who, where? Honestly. Where? Without mm. people judging me. We don't have it. So we need it. We need... And the easiest thing sometimes to do is to... To have a... a professional people who don't know you. You yeah. just go to them. Yeah. And they don't know you. Yeah. Well, sometimes we need, we, need, we need people we do know. Yeah, know, Who true. we can consult. You know, like... You know, it might not be something so embarrassing. It might true. be something true. that everyone goes through. Yeah. Like a, you know, problem at home with the missus, whatever it may be. Makes sense. You know, just kind of airing it out, getting some advice Makes like a brother. Sense. And this is where I think the everyday Muslim can can Makes actually sense. give back. Yes. You know, where you need to be a lending ear. Yeah. You need to be there for your brother or your sister, whatever it is. Makes you know, sense. Uh, you know, uh, you know, crying shoulder. You know, yeah. somewhere where people can come to you, but you also have to keep these secrets. Makes sense. It's private. It's amana. It's an amana. And 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 also, if you don't know the Islamic uh, fiqh or right. the, the correct way to answer it. Go and try and find right. find out. Try and seek some wisdom uh, in in how to help these people. But but it, but this the, the the kind of the ummah has to take care of itself. You can't always be kind of oh direct sense was Gabriel's YouTube channel or Gabriel's email or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. The, the the Muslims themselves need to do this job, right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And you know, just being together, spending time together doesn't happen. Like the brother. Brother, you know, brothers being together. You know, this is another thing, right? You know, um, women need to know that their husbands need time with their friends. They need to. They need brothers' time. They need, they need to. They need time where the brothers go out. But it has to be good time. Yeah. I think um, why a lot of the women are frustrated is because the guys don't do their duty at home. Mm. And then they play like video games or something yeah, with yeah. their friends or they go to shisha. 
right, or something like that, and it happens, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's the reality. I have to admit that that complaint, I, I can't, I can't push back on it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a huge uh, number of brothers who, mashallah, you know, they, they're good people, man. They do their work at mm-hmm. home. They really take care of the families, bro. You can see it. Mm-hmm. But then if he wants to spend some time with it, he's like scared, man. He's got to take permission, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, and like they start complaining. We are not created to stay in the house. There was one sheikh who made a bit of research. It actually could be, uh, could be calculated if you look at the seerah. But he basically said that the Prophet would spend about like, what was it, like, something around, of his whole time, about 6% or 10% of the time in the house with the mm-hmm. family. Keeping in mind how many families he had and all that and what he was busy with. It's a very small amount of time but it was quality i think that's where another thing we need to in do better quality but we're asked for a lot of quantity just being present and we're not created for being in the house actually even the women will get bored and tired they think they're being conditioned this western approach to parenting 50 50. everything is 50 50. the man is not home the woman starts nagging crying the children have to see it, leverage the kids against the husband. The Sahabiyat used to say, yeah, your, your dad is out there for Allah, missing for three months. And the, the child, like, wow, my dad's a hero. The dad comes home, the child is kissing his hand. I want to be like you. Because my mom told me the stories, what you're doing. There's a lot of us who are working hard, bro. Mm. They're, they've dedicated and sacrificed their lives for the sake of Allah. They're tired. They're traveling. If they wouldn't do the work, man, you have the enemies are, bro, these guys are working 24-7 with budgets. And these are sets. They're humiliating themselves in the dawah. And mm-hmm. people are, humi- the old Muslims are humiliating them, bro. Yeah. And then you have another woman telling the kids like, your dad's absent <laughs> and then the kids start hating their fathers bro when their fathers are heroes we're not talking about the losers who's playing video games five hours a day bro we're talking about the guy who's dedicated his life for allah and these and you might be losing the reward for talking like that mm. you should say your husband is a hero and that son he's being yeah three he spends one day or a few hours a week and he's like wow you know, it's my dad, bro. Got a mission. We got men with no mission today, bro. Working nine to five, coming home. Let's go to the park. Let's go to the mall. Ten years, twenty years. You're fifty or sixty. Your hair is gone. And what happened? What'd you do? Nothing. Nothing. With all due respect, bro. A man without a mission and their wives, they start. I don't know why I don't like him. I don't want to be intimate with him. I don't know. I can't explain it. You know, they come to counseling, bro, to our counselors. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. Mm. If, when I look at him, I feel like he's not a man. Yeah, because he's not doing manly things. He mm. has no mission in life. You know, when you tell humanity, I got a mission. Mm. Right? It's beautiful, bro. Mm. It's beautiful. Have patience. Mm. He's a hero. Raise those. Let your children be honored, man. Be a man, Johnny. Be a man, Johnny. Be a man, Johnny. <laughs> Let them. Be. Come on, tell me, be a man. Be a man, bro. Be a man, Johnny. Bro, look at them. Tell man. me, be a man. Be a man, Johnny. Come on, make more passion, bro. Be a man, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> bro.
Right. It's true, bro. It's, it's, it's become ridiculous, bro. Bro, the mother of Imam Muhammad. Yeah, yeah. The mother of Imam Bukhari. Yeah. Bro, some Sabiyas are telling, get your back and go out there, man. What, you want me to go? Now the women are like, yeah, you go, you stay at home, I'll go. SubhanAllah, yeah. things have flipped. So we need to be together, yeah. right? The believers are brothers, man. You have to. Yeah. Like if you don't meet the brothers, and you know, this concept of you know that us being, you know, you know who our companions are. Our companions are a reflection of us. No doubt. You know that's why the, the brothers do need that time. They need they need quality time with brothers as well. It, it lifts yeah. your iman, bro. Yeah. How do you feel when you're with someone who inspires you, who's even better than you? Bro, it pulls you up, man. And when you're not, mm. then you're just you go down. Mm. Right? And again, with all due respect, everyone, just read some seerah. Mm. Read some life of Sahaba. And don't give me that, oh, it's different times. Mm. Yeah, it's different times. The principles stand. Yes, mm. the, the details we need to adjust. I yeah. agree. But the principles stand, bro. Yeah. You know? And that's the problem. People are not happy yeah. with all these. Okay, he's at home, he's this, he's that. And still people are not happy. Mm. Because we are deviating from those main core principles. Mm. And you won't be happy, trust me. Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah. Yes, subhanAllah, you know, I've spent a lot of time with you. And I learned a lot from you, you know, just being with you. and uh, from you, bro. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah. Great times. And uh, I hope we can spend more time with each other in the future. Sure. Now COVID's kind of hopefully easing off. Yeah, and sure we need to do some of them uh, missions that we used to do. Oh, man. Honey, honey. <laughs> honey missions. We've got a video on YouTube where a few years ago we went climbing for honey. MashaAllah. Beautiful. It is amazing, man. So, yeah. Um, one, one last thing I wanted to um, kind of touch upon. It kind of goes back to your kind of journey, mm. you know. And I want to speak a bit about your family's reaction to you becoming a Muslim. Mm. And um, and I know, subhanAllah, you know, your, uh, your brother as well, yeah. um, who I actually had the opportunity to meet, you know, and uh, kind of his reaction and, and what happened there as well. And, you know, kind of wanted to speak a bit about that, just to kind of touch upon that. Yeah, I think that's one of the most difficult issues with many of the converts or reverts. Mm. Just yes. just before you begin, you have a very good video. I actually released it on my channel as well years ago. And we were both invited right. uh, to the UAE uh, for a new Muslim conference. Mm. And he gave a, 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 a lecture to the new Muslims. And it's fantastic, mashallah. Difficulties faced by... Yeah, but you're like... I know what you're going through. As I, I, I love that, mashallah, mashallah. So I encourage everyone go and check that out. But yeah, yeah I mean, you know, what converts go through, um, you know, with their family, you know. It's tough, man, because look at what the world shows Islam to be, right? Like, can you blame people that they're going to have these kind of reactions? Mm. Like, don't expect, oh, mom, I converted to Islam. Oh, yeah, honey, great job. Like, where do I sign up, you know? <laughs> it's come on. Like, honestly, you know, yeah. it's like, it's tough, bro. Yeah. People are not going to take it. Like, they've been conditioned every single day. You open the news, you're scared, 
this, that, terrorism, Taliban, blah, 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 right? It's like, wow. And then the, all of a sudden, Johnny says, yeah, I'm a Muslim now, right? Mm-hmm. Amen, Johnny. <laughs> and Muslim then, Johnny. Yeah, Muslim Johnny. <laughs> of course, the reaction is going to be. Yeah. So people get kicked out, they get disowned, all that. Alhamdulillah, I mean, compared to some of the people that I've known, the reaction was obviously not good at the beginning. Uh, it was a challenge to talk to them, but I felt that I have to share this Islam with them. You know, it's like that's, I think, the, the hardest part mm. is knowing that your family is not Muslim. It hurts, bro. It hurts mm. too much. Because we love them. Come on. Who doesn't love their family? Mm. We all want good for them. Right? But then that, I think Allah cooled our hearts with the example of uh, Abu Talib, right? How much the Prophet loved him. Mm. How much he loved the Prophet. But then Allah revealed, Indeed, you do not guide whom you love. But Allah guides whom He loves. And I think that's the only thing that gave me solace when my brother died, you know, because I tried with him so hard, bro. The talks and debates. And he lived in a Muslim country, bro, for years. And he was a man. And he was a man. He was a proper man. Yeah. That I have to. My whole life, he was a man. Mashallah. SubhanAllah. Sadly, but not enough, right? Yeah. And it, he didn't. And... It was tough, bro. Stuff on my mom. It was tough on me. And slowly, you know, my grandparents went away. And I tried to talk to them. Uh, then slowly, you know, everyone's gonna go, bro. Mm. And you know, I mean, it's tough for a lot of people to even start the conversation, to tell them, yeah. to convince them. Allah, he, indeed, Allah guides whom He wills, bro. Like when people like, what does that mean? Allah guides when he chooses or something? Oh, indeed, Allah guides whom he wills. Yeah. I don't know how, what. We don't know these yeah. things, bro. I mean, even asking, why, why did we stay Muslims, you know? Mm-hmm. I can, you know, it's Allah. You know? It's not like we were some, something special. It's like when you look at your background and what you've gone through, mm-hmm. bro, I mean, come on, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are facing difficulties. I face some difficulties. Till today, a lot of my family is not talking to us. Because then my mom became Muslim. That was a big issue. <laughs> like two years after me, you know? So first, like, oh, Gabriel's just crazy. You know, he's a little young man, whatever. He's got it's a face. And my brother, my mom became was like, wait a second. What's wrong with her? <laughs> you know? She's like a mature woman. When they brainwashed her. So I was brainwashed, I brainwashed her. So it was like, it was, and it became a big issue, right? And it really changed the dynamics of our family. It's like people don't want to, they're ashamed of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. SubhanAllah. But I don't know, man. I mean, have I done my best? I don't know. I, don't, I can't say that. Yeah. I've tried to do whatever I could. Is it the best? I'm still trying. Yeah. I'm still praying for them. It hurts. Yeah. But this is life, man. It hurts, man. So. Yeah. SubhanAllah, it's, it's not easy. You know, and uh, like you said, you know, we, we know as Da'is, you know, we, we, we try our best, you know, we try to, our, our intention is to try to help guide people to the way, you know, but when it comes to the, the, the guidance of the hearts, this is from Allah. Sometimes people message you, and you're like, from like, 
Papa New Guinea or something. Oh, I saw a video. I want to be a Muslim. So simple. Okay, hello? So I'm like, yeah. Repeat after me. Home. You can't get your own family, bro, who you've, like, and they're close to you. It hurts, man. May Allah, Allah guide us and may Allah guide our families and may, you know, may Allah allow us to die as Muslims you know, and, and finish this life as a Muslim. You know, this is something um, you know, really, I'm really scared of. You know, um, and it, something I always think about is my lineage. You know, I just, I just hope. I ask Allah to give me a Muslim lineage yeah. for the for the till the end of time. Yeah, you know, that's what I say. I ask Allah, just you know, allow my children, their ah. children, all be Muslim, you know. And I sincerely ask Allah, and I've and I've made this dua many times that if the, if 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 He knows they're not going to be Muslim, I don't want children. Ah, yeah. Seriously, but I want I only want children who are going to work for Allah, who are going to live, and do sujood, and and submit to to the Creator. You know, I mean, we, we've just been out tonight and, you know, we just said to each other, I mean, what's the point if you're not a Muslim? Yeah. There's really no point of, of being here. There's no point. It's just a delusion. How can you even enjoy life without being a Muslim? Oh. Really? Yeah. You can't truly appreciate the creation yes. and the, if you don't know the Creator. Yes. You really yes. can't. Subhanallah. Yes. Subhanallah. And, and I think this is why, you know, as converts, and even even born Muslims, we all know somebody mm. who is not guided. Yeah, you know, even even people in Muslim families, there's, there's someone who's not praying. There's yeah. someone who's not fasting. There's someone yeah. who's not a Muslim. You know, everyone knows someone, and Allah allows us to know about these people to remind us the blessings that He's given us. No doubt. You know about about that what that we are guided, and we ask Allah to guide us and, and put us on the correct way. Amen. Jazakallah khair bro, Barakallah it's been an absolute pleasure man, finally yeah. get you on the show and um, I really hope we can, we can, you know, now Covid's easing off, inshallah. we need to spend more time together inshallah, inshallah. you know, get back in the sand, dune, dune bashing in the, in, the, in, the, in the desert Boom. and uh, climbing Bismillah. the mountains, Bismillah. you come to Turkey as well Bismillah. and uh, inshallah, inshallah bro. look forward to seeing you again inshallah. Love you for the sake of Allah. Assalamu